Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Hook Podcast. It is Sunday this week. You know what that means. It's me, your boy, Big Tasty. I am joined, as always, by vodka aficionado Aaron, the Statman Sutcliffe. Aaron, I'm going to keep talking and like just run this while you're chewing your kebab. Uh, how is it going, my good friend? <laughs> so Aaron may have had his worst night out last night and maybe a little bit worse this is the kebab you ordered last night but passed out before it arrived and you are now eating presumably for your breakfast as it yeah. is currently quarter past one in the afternoon so you're having a great time aren't you mate? <laughs> to be fair I'm not that hungover really I feel great you look like you've you look like you've been abused <laughs> I'm dying on my face, yeah. <laughs> like this, I've got a massive bit of lamb, it's not going down. You got the drama. That's just too much volume, that's it, you're, um, you know. There you go, oh yeah, bastard, that'll hurt my throat. You need to break the straight egg lifestyle, like all of Xavier CM Punk, who oh, we'll talk about in a bit. Our works night out that last, that started at 11 a.m., yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that was fine. Um, speaking of things that were fine, um, the Rampage last week, we'll talk a bit very briefly about that. Um, we had the debut of lovely, lovely Tony Nese, big, thick boy, uh, the premier athlete, the hottest free agent in wrestling. Um, well, until Ring of Honor released everybody. Um, and yeah. Then probably <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, he had a match with Sammy Guevara, and this was fun. Like, Sammy Guevara doesn't do bad matches. Tony Nese is a good wrestler. That's what I'm saying. He's a good wrestler. It's just the promos that we complain about for Sammy. Yeah, I love. Uh, I like the bit on the, the Sammy Tony match where Tony just hoofed him in the ribs and like he was on the turnbuckle and he just like flew up in the air and he caught him in like a fireman's <laughs> carry. Uh, it's, it's shit like that. It's just transitional stuff. It's really good to see. Yeah, well, Sammy Sammy bumps well, doesn't he? You know, he bumps around for everyone. Tony with the big power game and then. Uh, yeah, eventually Sammy hit the GTH thing for the win. But yeah, it was a good match. I, I'm excited to see what Nice does if he finds his. See, he, he feels like in WWE, he never really found his level. He never really sort of settled anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a bit of a, sh- a shame because like, I've said to, to you guys, I was a fan of him back when he was in the um, X Division tournament that Austin Aries won in TNA. Ah, yeah. And I really enjoyed him in that. Um, he was a lot smaller back then. He wasn't as hench, and he was a lot more of a high flyer. But I'm really excited to see what he can do with some of the guys. I mean, I want to see what against like like Lee Moriarty, like Daniel Garcia. Just throw him in the in the pot with all those other like really talented young guys. They've got. I mean, we'll talk more about some really talented young guys in a bit. Don't you worry. Don't um, worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're sending it. We're sending it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, really fun match. Tony News looks good. Excited to see what he does. Um, yeah, he had a really fun match with Sammy. Sammy's. I don't think. I don't think his reign has been as good as the, the like definitely not as good as Mirrors. Like the, it, it seems to be the dullest 
one we've had so far. That's not to say it's a really bad thing, it's just compared to everyone else's TNT title reigns. I mean, a bit. whoever came off the Miro in terms of like promos and in terms of building matches was never going to be as successful. Because Miro, Miro could literally just walk in to a, a dark room and scream, I'm going to beat you up for my wife because she's hard and flexible. And like, that was just amazing, wasn't it? So <laughs> Sammy hasn't quite... I mean, we, we always said Sammy's promos are the weakest part of his game. Um, I wish he'd yeah. stop calling people bitches. That just seems really weird. And it's like a weird sort of calling card he has. But Tasty, he says bitches, so it, the crowd pops. That's what it's for, mate. Come on. So I was talking. So fun, fun fact: I was talking to a, a chap yesterday in the Top Rope Brewing Tap Room, uh, open two day, two, two um two Saturdays a week from March 2021, 22, 22 next year. Um, tell your friends. Um, and he was a big wrestling fan, and he actually when he was um when Jake the Snake lived in England for a bit, he actually got trained by Jake for a few um weeks. Oh. And he said, um, he'd just pay him 25 quid a week. And he just, some days he'd, he'd train him in the ring. Some days he'd you know, teach him how to do promos. And the one thing he said was like, never, when you're talking to about your opponents, never say that they're like a piece of shit or they're a bitch or anything like this. Because if you beat them, it doesn't matter because you've run them down. Uh, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, I I'd, I'd agree with that. So there you go. Sammy, Jake's right there. Go and talk to him, mate. Let just him see you. Jake, yeah. Yeah, let, let him give you some, some help on the old promos. <laughs> That's fair. I like that. To uh, be honest. Yeah. Christian said he was going to help Jurassic Express win the tag titles. Is he going to try and turn them heel? I, I hope they turn heel on Christian. <laughs> beat, <laughs> beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, the fuck out of mine. Uh, but no, it, it's, he's definitely showing like a, a bit of a dark side than Christian here. Like more than he even was back when he was trying to get Jungle Boy to concerto Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a little I'm I'm kind of into this. I know I know you've got your issues with Christy, but there's a little like undercurrent of sinister sinisterness, like a little bit of evil, like sort of running through this, a little bit of danger. Yeah. Like Christian's your uncle who takes you out of the town, but he takes you to that dead rough pub and like you, you feel a bit scared, but you think it's alright because he's there. But do we want Jurassic Express to be healed? I don't. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Like, can't jungle, do jungle, that. Boy, jungle Boy's like a John Cena level of just cannot ever be healed. Christian would have to do their promos constantly. <laughs> the two over, like, I, yeah. just, I, I just don't see it. Uh, next up, then, we had our second match uh, Jade Cargill and Jaina Kanai. Jaina Kai, sorry. Um, she looked cool. She had, like, weird hair and face paint. Hi, she was weird. But the uh, Thunder Rosa's trainee, isn't she? She's one of Thunder that... Rosa's trainee, one of Thunder Rosa's proteges, yeah. Um, so that was caught in a case of like, before I beat you, I'm going to beat up your, your your protege and like show you, you know, how good I am. And yeah, she just beats her in like a minute, doesn't she? Um, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a typical Jade match. Um, Mark's there, Mark's, Mark's there, and he's having fun with this, which is good. It's, it's always just nice to see him. I saw a picture of him in actual wrestling gear the other day on, on social media, and it really freaked me out. <laughs> it didn't was look it right. just like a wrestling leotard? Or? Yeah, it was like a it was like a singlet. Yeah, yeah. Is, it, is that literally it? Just a singlet? Yeah. It had like some weird. I think it was like American, like sort of pattern, like stars and stripes pattern on. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 and he's, he's he's pretty ripped, man. He's pretty cut. Like he's obviously he's a wrestler, isn't he? But you know, I only know him as a weirdly incompetent lawyer. After the match, uh, Jay Cargill carries on beating her up. Uh, Thunder Rosa runs out to make the save. Obviously, just sort of building up the, the sort of... And I, th- I think they're doing a really good job of building up the, the Jade Cargill-Thunder Rosa match. I mean, it all started, didn't it, when she pinned Thunder Rosa by hitting her with a chair in that yeah. triple threat match? 
and they sort of hot, they throw back to that an awful lot. Like Thunder Rose is saying, like you know, you only beat you can use a chair, and like um, and they're running like a like a rocky like club along thing where like Jay Cargo beats everyone really quick, and Thunder Rose is like, well, I'm just going to take you the distance and make you you know make you find out yeah. how good you are. And yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the moral of the story is how this match is going to go. If it goes along, and surely Thunder Rosa comes out on top. Yeah. Unless, like, Jade Cargill has vastly improved since we've seen her in a longer match. But... Yeah, well, that, this is the thing. I don't know. We said this the other week. I don't know if they're making Jade do short matches because that's all she can do. Yeah. Or if they're making her do short matches because they want to surprise us with something. But a big one, yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I mean, out of all of the, the remaining women's tournament matches, I'm looking forward to all of them, but this is the one that really intrigues me. Yeah. Um. I mean, Jay Carlo is going to win it. It's fine, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a couple of matches in the tournament have been really good anyway. Like, there's been funnily enough, tasty storylines and matches, like intertwining storylines. Intertwining? We'll yeah, go for that it's word. Just like, just like long-term booking, mate. It's, it's yeah, weird, isn't it? Uh, it's just it's so weird to have in a tournament. Wow. Uh, next up then, we had Adam Cole and the Young Bucks challenge Orange Cassidy and any one of his friends to a match on Dynamite, which we'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am enjoying this. Uh, I think, obviously, the Young Bucks have sort of, I know disrespect to the best friends, they've taken a step down from like the tag team title pitcher, having just dropped the belts. But I think this is a really good feud for them to go straight back into, to sort of, because the best friends are over as fuck. You've got all the chaos stuff going on with Rocky Romero, and it's and it's just really good, and like they're a really good pairing because they can both do comedy and they can both do like serious wrestles. Yeah, it's gonna be a good match where we get it the next week. Well, speak about yeah, all the later. well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's gonna happen. It's AEW, so it's gonna happen in different variations over the next like sort of three weeks, probably. Yeah, I mean, so, I'm not complaining about it to be honest. No. So, um, we had oh Eddie Kingston. Um, sitting on his lovely his favourite stairs where he used to talk about Miro. Uh, <laughs> he's now talking about uh, Danny Garcia in 2.0. Basically said, yeah, you attack Chris Jericho. Man, I don't care about that. I, I mean, if that's the next story we're getting for if Kingston... You thought, then... If you thought you were getting Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho teaming up, then that's definitely not nope. going to happen. Nope. <laughs> He, he's just on a fucking bender in a somewhere. He's definitely not he's, he's not just been hospitalised in the UK. Yeah, he's definitely not touring. Just been hospitalised. It's something right. with his voice apparently. Because like tonight's gig, or like last night's gig, it was he couldn't sing, so he just did like a Q and A session, and then they played the new Fozzy album like over the speakers for everyone. And then oh. he did, and then the crowd sang along to Judas at the end while the band I, played it. I mean, at least they still went, to be honest. Yeah, they said they didn't want to... I mean, to be fair, they said they didn't want to cancel. And, like, so yeah. they, well, they did, like, a, a one-hour Q&A. Like, Chris Jericho, like, did questions and answers for the fans. And, like, yeah, the, the, all the sport bands still played. Like, say, so they played the new Fozzy album over the speakers. Like, the band were there. And they played, like, the music of Judas so all the fans could sing while um, Chris Jericho, like, conducted and stuff. So yeah. it probably would have been a fun, a fun night. Yeah. I mean, it would have made it worth it, anyway. 
Yeah, you still got the secrets. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I don't want to. I don't want to rag on Fozzie, but I'm pretty sure people only go to Fozzie to see Chris Jericho. Yeah, I, I bet you that Q and A was just wrestling for Chris Jericho. It wasn't anything to do with Fozzie. It was just questions about wrestling. Yeah. Then we got a nice little recap uh, video of Brian Danielson doing bad murder on the Dark Order, which just is both lovely and upsetting in equal measure. Yep. <clears throat> and then we get onto the main event, um, which was Pack and Penta versus FTR. So obviously Phoenix had troll issues. He couldn't make it to the tapings. Uh, so they had to postpone. It was supposed to be supposed to be a two out of three falls uh, yeah. match for the for the title, which goddamn that would have that would have been a pretty condensed match because they didn't have an awful lot of time. Like you know, two out of three falls typically got like half an hour, don't they? Was it like three matches in one? You, you can make them shorter but it feels weird when you do that. Like you can tell when it's shorter. I want I want Soro I think it was Tara versus ODB. Two out of three falls in TNA, and yeah. it lasted about six minutes because I think ODB won two falls in a row. Yeah, there was, there was no third fall. It was just like, oh, well, what was the point of that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this this match was this match was incredible. I mean, would you would you honestly think it wouldn't be? <laughs> exactly. Right. A lot of stuff happened, to be honest. Yeah, we won't go into it, but it was really really good fun. Um, Pack had an eye patch over one eye. Well, he's a pirate, that's why. Or... Yeah. Okay. And, okay. but then he, um, the, the and again, we have a bit of story. So it's a really good, really, really fun match. Packed does pack stuff. FD, I mean, everyone does, everyone goes does the shit, which is, you know, brilliant. Yeah. Um, big moves. And the win comes for FTR because Malachi Black pops up and sprays the Black Mist into Pack's other eye. And then Harwood just jumps on him and pins him, basically. Yeah, uh, and then after the match, uh, Malachi just rips up Pac's face, trying to pull his eye out. <laughs> and then um, Aubrey goes; he's like standing there, like with Pac's blood on his hand. And, like Aubrey goes to like grab his hand to move him away, and then notes the blood, and, like freaks out, and sort of like runs off, <laughs> which was quite funny. Uh, and then yeah, that's it. Uh, Malachi stands tall with a bloodied right hand, and he's got like all sorts of shit on his face, and he's getting like yeah. getting, like out of hand, like the, the the sort of the black corruption on his, on his over his eye. Yeah. So yeah, there we go. That was that. That was that was the first episode of Rampage we're going to talk about today. Because we've got, um, we're going to talk about this one briefly because you haven't seen it. But I'll just go through the big point, which it's, everyone wants to. It's only a forty-five minute watch. I'm sure I'll be happy to talk about it. Dude. Sure, you can muddle through. Uh, but we'll move on to the meat of the sandwich, um, which is going to be this week's episode of Dynamite. Can I grab just first? Can you what? <laughs> Can I grab just first before we start? Yes, I will pause the recording and I will edit this so that nobody notices. Okay, so we'll move on to the meat of our wrestling sandwich, which is our episode of AEW Dynamite. Uh, it was in Long Island this week. If that's important, we'll... we'll um, well, the it, start it, of the show. It, it comes into play <laughs> right from the start. Um, <laughs> so... There's a massive. Like, it cuts to the crowd. There's people wearing like Burberry. There's MJF. Like there's, this is a this is this surprised me because I thought the way this was going to turn out was because last week MJF was saying right when they got to Long Island it was going to be his people. He was going to be like the hometown hero, and I thought they'd spin this and like somehow the, the fans would boom and he'd, he'd like act all offended, or he'd come in like everyone cheering him and then he'd run them down. Yeah, and then get booed or whatever. Well, we had MJF's music to start the show. Only uh, it wasn't MJF who came to the ring, it was CM Punk. 
Oh, this is, this, well, this is great because remember when Punk debuted, like some people wanted Punk's music to hit and MGF to come out to like yeah. work the fans. But now this is the other way around, which is which is kind of cool. And Punk's kind of being a bit of a dick. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he's he's absolutely he's obviously looked at this and gone right. There's no way I'm getting I'm not getting Buddha here, so I'm just going to go for it. Yeah, like at least they they sort of seen that foreshadowing. Like come in at them. Yeah, I'm going to get booed. I may as well just get them. I may as well do. And obviously, I, I, I think Punk's good enough and experienced enough to roll with whatever reaction he gets from, from a live audience. I mean, he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, lots. I mean, I mean, I'm not a big hockey guy, but a lot of jokes about the uh, the Islanders, who are a New York hockey team. There's a lot of sports things I didn't really get the reference. So the, the arena they're in is where the Islanders play hockey. Right, okay. Um, so that's why he was like running them down. And then they're not apparently they're not very good. Oh. So but they beat they beat um a team the other night. Um I said beating Ottawa is like him beating QT Marshall. <laughs> which uh which, right. which is fun. Yeah. Yeah, he, 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 he dropped a he dropped a thing about uh, he said basically he was shocked that they cheered for MGF. And he said that MGF's like Dennis Rodman. He said when he played for the Pistons, Punk hated him, but then he traded to the Bulls. And he had to. He basically said, "You have to cheer for MGF because he's from here." Basically. Yeah. So he said yeah, he feels sorry for the fans because he's their hometown guy, and they have that's all they've got basically. Yeah, Chicago were better than this and all of this. A lot of yeah, a lot of Chicago. Just saying, like Chicago was louder. Saying Chicago was a better city. Um, I mean, he's really leaning into like the the sort of the tribalism that that, that wrestling fans really enjoy when you sort of slag off their hometown or bring up yeah. another city and try and say it's better. It's a really obviously it's an easy way to get big heat and big pops, isn't it? So yeah, um, his t-shirt as well. His oh four yeah, pillars t-shirt. It's the new four pillars t-shirt with Britt Baker <sighs> having replaced uh, MJF <laughs> on the shirt. Yeah. Oh. Um, but, and but this is the first time so he actually he actually form just says right, right, let's do it then, let's have a match. This is the first time. Let's go actually, now. It's right. the first time they've actually talked about wrestling in this entire, in this entire program. It's just been, they're not just running each other down. It's just just them the... ripping the shit out of each other for, for the All most right. part. Uh, but yeah, this is this is just punking like full on like spiky dickhead mode, and it's it's really nice to see like this version of punk back. Yeah, it's good to see heel punk, and punk was loving it himself. You could see him smiling every time he got bid. Yeah, he actually said the news that he actually did come out that I'm I'm really having fun. Yeah. Like quite right, Taylor. Like, you seen it? Uh, so yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, and then the next, the first matchup is going to be the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal. We start off with an incredible intro video for MJF in a Porsche, a Ferrari. What was that for? That fuck me. Why did that right Porsche? <laughs> Jesus Christ! He basically just, he, he talks up Long Island. And said, "If you're not a fan, you're either you're probably a poor, and you're definitely mid." <laughs> this isn't MJF saying this. This is no, like this is like, this is like this is like a sort of movie trailer voice of a guy. Yeah, voice like, <laughs> talks like this all yeah. the time. And they they listed um, all of his like high school like achievements while <laughs> he was like making his way to the ring and everything. All these records that he holds and everything at his school, and, and he was on—he was on like the football field and like his old high school. And then when he came out on stage, he had like his, his school letterman jacket on. Is it varsity? Is it varsity yeah. jacket? Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, this was this was pretty fucking sweet. Uh, it, it made him feel huge, and then he came out right, and the crowd pop was enormous. And for like two seconds, you saw like real whoever, like not the character. You saw like him just have a real like heartfelt reaction. Like he was, sh- I, I think he was shocked by the reception he got. Babyface MJF cannot hurt you. He's not real. <laughs> we got a, we got a glimpse into a terrifying alternate reality where MGF like MGF was like the biggest white me babyface in wrestling. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> Just for that, like three seconds before he like got his composure back and sort of like you know got you, you can see him like literally drop character. I think the yeah. only time I've ever seen him drop character in like his entire career for like two seconds on the ramp when like the wave of like the pop hit him and then he he put the face back on and it was just straight back into dick mode and it was but it was it was fascinating to to, to sort of see that happen it was just weird having like mjf like go to the crowd and go touch me touch me (laughs) like everyone touched it was weird uh... well he he was still playing it up with like a good like lick of arrogance like it was yeah he he was doing it It was like yeah of course you you, of course you love me you know i'm I'm the best it was like it wasn't like you know john cena or you know cm punk's debut or anything like that it was it was a very different energy but yeah it was it was really cool to see uh right so then we get onto the battle royal i'll try to remember everyone who was in it we had um jay lethal matt hardy uh, Wardlow, all of Team Taz, including Dante Martin, Leo Rush, Kazarian for some reason. Um, <laughs> just Kazarian was there, yeah. He was just there in the ballet. Do you want to go, mate? We've got, we got a spot. You know, you to do uh, to say Joe Lethal, he was there. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that was Matt one. Hardy. Was Matt there. Hardy? I think that was all the most. Uh, that was certainly all the important people. Yeah, uh, Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty. He was there for a cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, uh, if if we did miss anyone else, they couldn't have been that important. Wardlow. Oh, obviously. Matt Seidel was around, wasn't he? Was he? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Was he? All right. Okay. It's it's basically just all all the sort of mid card guys that they could yeah. they could find and threw in there, which is which is kind of makes sense because this is all about getting a guy who's like there or thereabouts and sort of pushing them up. Um. Obviously, it's been MGF. So they they mentioned that MGF is the only. They said he's the only two time. Dynamite Diamond Ring winner, and he's also the only Dynamite Diamond the Ring winner. The only Dynamite Diamond, <laughs> Diamond winner. Hi. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we have shot, like Leon Rathy goes out real early. Um, Matt Hardy gets the brass knocks off the bunny and hits Jay Lethal, who goes out as well. I assume that will be a start in a riveting rivalry between Matt Hardy, Matt Jay Hardy and Jay Lethal. Can't wait. Can both, well, we can get Jay Lethal doing Matthew Man impressions while Matt Hardy does Broken Matt. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then Dante Martin flips Matt Hardy out. Um, then um, him and Leah Rush come into the into the ring and they, they sort of like, you know, rush like, what the fuck, man? What are you, gonna, yeah. what are you doing? Then they sort of... Um, they sort of get battered by Hobbs, and then then we get my favorite part of the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I was going to say it's one of the notes I've got down is uh, assuming we're on the next thing. But, yeah. uh, Hobbs and Wardlow staring yeah. down, and man, this was the crowd were ready for this. Yeah, and like, then they they yeah they they do a little bit of bouncing off the um off the ropes to each other. Neither of them can take each other out. Shoulder barges. Uh... Eventually, Wardlow backs Hobbs up to the apron, and Leo Rush comes out of nowhere and takes Hobbs out, which was shocked. Taz goes nuts at this point. Taz is a wild on commentary. Uh. Yeah, <clears throat> he's trying to correct his math on the fly, calculating his percentage of winning as the match goes on. <laughs> he's, almost, he's not. He's not going full Scott Steiner, but he's he's, he's not far off. <laughs> he's getting there. Eh? Yeah. Uh, then we get back in. 
Um, so Wardlow and Rush and Matt Seidel are having like a oh is it Lee Johnson? Lee Johnson's also there. Sorry, it's Wardlow. Leo he survives Rush, far too long. And Lee man. Johnson, uh, sort of, um, sort of all tangling on the ropes, and MGF just for the for the sake of sacrifice just tips them all over. Yeah. Well, Considering most of this match beforehand, MJF's just been behind Wardle in the corner. He did that in the last one, if I remember correctly. And then he, what he'd do, he'd run out and he'd just punch someone in the face like once and then run back behind Wardle, climb up to the top of the top of the table and just like pose for the crowd. Yeah, pose and the crowd goes wild. Like even at one point, they go one more time, one more time. And he actually does it for them. <laughs> yeah. It's like... For fuck's sake. Uh, so Wardlow's furious with MGF and MGF was like, look, mate, it was it was the numbers. It was two of them versus one of you. We had to do it. It was it was for the greater good. Yeah. And Wardlow's like, ah, fine, then whatever. Sean Spears is there and he's got him, you know, he's he's he's, he's calming him down as accountability. Accountability, yeah. Uh so then we end up basically I thought Kazarian gets done off by MGF, but yeah, fair. Um <coughs> and then it's it's a final three of MGF, Ricky Starks, and Dante Martin. And MGF is like sort of a little bit fucked. He's in the corner. He's sort of like, hang on, guys, let's think about this. Yeah, two and one. And then all of a sudden, Dante throws Starks out the ring. Yeah. Damn, the to turn. The, to the shock of everyone, because you're sudden but inevitable betrayal. Who would have saw that coming? Oh, <laughs> who who no. would have thought? Who would have thought that a guy who joined Team Towns on a whim like a week ago would turn on them on a similar <laughs> whim? <laughs> Uh, Dante then rips off his FTR, FTW armband, sorry. Um, he's not in FTR. His FTW armband, and he shakes hands with MJF, uh, and they're going to have a match next week to determine who wins the ring. Then, after the match, this is probably one of my favourite parts, um, Starks comes back in and just starts bodying Dante everywhere because he's furious. Yeah. And MJF's like walking up the ramp of the crowd, like shouting for him to come back and make the save. And he sort of turns around, and he looks, and he thinks about it, and he's like, nah, it's all right. And then he carries on going a bit further around and they're chatting even more. And he sort of looks around and he's like, should I? And then he goes, all right, fine. And he does his like, he does like the full on like John Cena sprint down the ramp, like yeah. to a massive pop, runs in, gets in Stark's face. And then they both start beating up Dante. Babyface MJF can't hurt you, Tasty. <laughs> he's not real. That is the moral of story. He's not real. <laughs> uh, so they're beating, up, they're beating on Dante and then Pump runs in. Um, MGF bails and he hits GTS on Starks. Yeah, it was re- really fun. I mean, I, I, we, we always say this. I love when AW do battle royals. They they do them a lot, but it's because they're really really good at them. I mean, in theory, to get your match with MGF, could you not have just put your gear on, shoved yourself in that battle royal, win? Oh, as a as a diamond dozen, Baker's dozen's thirteen. <laughs> well, it's funny. I, it's weird, isn't it? Because like one thing we didn't talk about at the punk promo earlier is that he said he basically said whoever wins out of um, Hangman and Danielson he wants next. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he said, obviously, MGS probably also thinking that as well. So it's almost like the position. This is like an unofficial number one contenders match. Yeah. If Punk gets that match, that is. I mean, he will eventually. Yeah. Versus MGS, but. Storyline wise, MGF's not wanting the match. No. So, um, yeah, so yeah, a fun match. Um, they, they, again, as always, they, they do a really good job of weaving storylines in. Like you say, they're probably going to do a, a lethal hardy thing. They're giving us the tease of Hobbsy Wardlow, which is probably one of our main event feuds from like four years' time. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, they're doing a the team Taz thing, which is a bit weird. I mean, it's the only, I think the, hmm, I'll see where it's going. I think they've booked it a bit too quickly, maybe. Because AEW has this, like, knack of booking really long, well-planned yeah. storylines. So when they when they try and do something in, like, three weeks, it feels rushed, even though by wrestling, contemporary wrestling standards, that's kind of the norm, isn't it? But Yeah. But, um, it's not the end of that storyline, though, Tuesday. So anything could happen, really. We don't know. We just need to sit and wait, I suppose. It's, it's, again, it's, it's still really exciting because you've got like, yeah. it, what where does it leave Dante with Dante and Leo rushing cahoots the whole time, or just a Dante thing by himself? What's going to happen? What is going to happen when Darius comes back? That's the the, the thing hanging over all of this. Like, where yeah. is this all going to land? Uh, what's going on with Lee, Lee Moriarty involved because he's been involved in the matches and like is you know. How does I mean we haven't even talked about does the hook dynamic play into this as well? Because uh, you've got hooks now, a thing, and he's like legitimately really good mates with Dante in real life. I know, okay. Um, so yeah, this is all there's pictures of like hook, Dante, Bowens, all like sitting together in like the, the in like the seats, like while they're doing like recording and stuff, while they're doing like training or setting the ring up and stuff, just hanging out. I know, okay. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's it's really really fun and exciting. Um, we'll see where it all ends up. Then we had a a big old tag team match up next, which was Jurassic Express and the Varsity Blondes. Remember them? They're back. Yeah. <laughs> Versus the acclaimed and two point Who the fuck is Griff Garrison? Who the fuck is Griff Garrison? Right. Um, we had some nice rap work from Max Caster. Talking about the island boys, fuck me. Is that what this has come to? I get it, it's Long Island, but come on the fuck. Yeah, do, do you I, know who the island boys are, mate? I have no idea. Oh, the, oh, is these two fucking shitty? They're not even rappers. They literally rap island boys in a pool. Right. And they've got weird hair and tattoos and, yeah. She was basically saying they're rich, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty, yeah. And then you also took the piss out of the Islanders again. That's sort of the theme of the night. Um, yeah. And then basically said about Jungle Boy being shit at Primers again. Because that's all he's got over Jungle Boy. It's a yeah. Promo. I mean, to be fair, Jungle <laughs> Boy's a considerably better wrestler than him. So that's yeah. the you can think of him. <laughs> but yeah, fair enough. Um, hey, it's really, really yeah, good. Another really, really fun match. Big old, it was big chaotic nonsense. Um... Jungle Boy doing springboardy shit, um, like he does, which we all love. Pillman looked really good. Griff Garrison jumped over the top rope, and I think it took him about ten seconds to clear the rope. He's that long, <laughs> going over like a fucking snake in um, in the game Snake. I think every time he, he does a move, his feet just get further away from his head. <laughs> he just gets taller and taller and taller. I don't think, yeah, when he does, when he does a, like a suicide dive, I think his feet stay in the ring and his body just like extends <laughs> over the roof. It's like a slinky. It just goes over. Yeah, that was fun. Um, we just saw his chokes land the acclaims onto each other, which was good. You got the big hot tag, battered everyone. Um, that was after like Max Caster ran into like sort of murk him because he hit the hot tag, started battering everyone. Then Max Caster was like hitting from behind and he just like turned around and was like, what the fuck, mate? Yeah. Yeah, it was alright to watch this match. Yeah, Daniel Garcia came out to, or was on the apron, getting involved. Eddie Kingston ran out to um, pull him off the apron. Massive um, pop for Kingston. Enormous pop. Like obviously, this is it's New York adjacent, isn't it? So he's, yeah. he's over his fucking rover here. 
It's fair. And then after Kingston leaving up the odds, um, Jungle Boy locks in the snare trap on Caster for the tapouts. Yeah. I love this. So, like, he locks in the snare trap and then, like, Jungle Boy, like, dives across the ring to block Anthony Bones from getting in. But before he even gets there, Caster's tapped out. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. taps out, like, instantly. Um, there was a little kick before the match end, just before the Luchasaurus hot tag, where Bones just kicks, like, Pillman right in the face and it looks oh, yeah. horrible. Yeah, it looked absolutely <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Like take, taking it for the business. <laughs> I, I did not appreciate it, and neither did Pillman Jr. Probably. Post match, Eddie Kingston sort of pulled a camera crew into the backstage of them, um, and him and Ortiz were there. Because um, yeah, why not? What? Why is there no Santana? What happened? Why is he know. not there? Maybe he's like maybe he's just having a piss or something. Oh, he, he was busy. But fair. Jacked, yeah, he looks so ripped. Um, but he's got his like he's got his face paint on for some reason, which is kind of weird because he didn't have a match that night. Is Ortiz not adjacent in New York? Yes, he's from Puerto Rico, I think. But is he not? Yeah, like... Brad and Powerful are from, from New York, yeah. They're both, yeah, from, yeah. They're both from New York, yeah. yeah. Um, big hometown boys. Um, although Ortiz is also very good friends with Eddie Kingston, like he's one of Eddie's one of his like one of his mentors when he was coming into the business. Fair, yeah. Uh, they, but they get attacked by Garcia in 2.0. As this is happening, you see Max Casting just very neatly just walk through the curtain in the back. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, just like crawl out of shot. Yeah. Uh, nope. Nothing to do with this. Nope. But, but the fact that he's wearing bright pink trunks yeah. makes it really hard for him to like not appear incredibly visible in the back of that scene. Um, why, would you, why would you do it in that area if that is your... Exactly, your, your like, sort of backstage staging area for, the, yeah. for where your, your heels and bright pink gear are about to walk through. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's fine. It didn't, it didn't like it, it made it feel like it was just in, like if it, it made it feel like more like just spur of the moment, which was kind of cool, which I think was what they were kind of going for. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so obviously, this Eddie Kingston, Daniel Garcia, shit ain't over. And if Proud and Powerful are getting involved as well, then yeah, we're having a good time, aren't we? Exactly. If we get if we get a six man of two point and Garcia versus uh, Santana Ortiz and Kingston, yeah, make it a street fight, please. Oh God, yeah, just give me that. <laughs> yeah, give me it now. <laughs> I'll have a bit of that. Uh, next up, then we had um, Tully and FTR basically saying they're going to be the first two time AW champions, and they basically said to FTR, uh, sorry, to the Lucha Bros, let's have the match on Rampage. Let's do it. Tag team title match. No more ducking us. They haven't beaten them, you know, legitimately, so let's do it. And I'm like, all right, that's going to happen. Oh, well, is Phoenix, was Phoenix back for it? Phoenix or? was, spoiler, Phoenix was back for it. Yeah, yeah right, okay. Uh, next up then, we had uh, the Young Bucks versus two members of Chaos. That was the team of Rocky Romero and Chuck Taylor. Yeah, am I watching 2017 New Japan? <laughs> that's what this feels like. <laughs> I mean, if, if you sort of squint a bit, you could be watching Young Bucks versus Rapongi Vice if you, if you believe that Chuck can be Trent. <laughs> uh, it was just weird to see, like, after all these years and then I again. It was just weird. Yeah. It, oh. I mean, this was this was a Young Bucks as Young Bucks match, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, Rocky's Versace looking gear. It's not Versace, but it looks like Versace. <laughs> yeah, Rocky Romero's a good wrestler, isn't he? Yeah, he's a good wrestler. 
Like them dives to the outside were lovely. Um, his big clotheslines were lovely. Um, Chuck Taylor just he, he just he just is it, and he he's a really good he's a really good like companion wrestler to the young books because, like you say, they both do that sort of goofy but serious yeah, shit, which you know, um, I love the bit where um, the books had Rocky and Chuck on the outside. And they were going to do a dive to the outside, but then they, they ran the ropes a few times. Then they just slid the other side of the ring, and Adam Cole was just there, and they kissed him. Yeah, and then on the kiss, um, Tony on commentary goes, "Cole needs to wash his hair." <laughs> <laughs> I love how like the the Tony um, Adam Cole mini feud regarding Britt Baker is like still a thing. It's still it's still a thing. It's weird, but fair play that they've just Tony's went in on him. Love it. They actually have a couple of interactions to keep this whole feud ticking over um, of Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy on the outside as well. Aye. So they're getting they're sort of getting into it. Obviously, I think we're, we're definitely going to be building towards... As this feud is going to like encompass a lot of matches, I think we're definitely going to get at some point Colby Cassidy, and that's going to be super fun. Is there not a Saturday special coming up next month? Or well, there's... there's I mean, there's, ba- there's battle for the belts. There's New Year's Slam. Obviously, winter is coming is next week. We're, you know, we're, not, we're, not, we're not a million miles away from Revolution. Yeah, you'll also have the first show on TBS. First TBS show. So we're you gonna, could just that, have that, that on a stat. That'll card. presumably be being invented by the TBS title tournament yeah. final. I'm saying the odds are that oh, yeah. card will probably be pretty stacked for the first one. There's yeah. plenty of places you can put a big Colby Cassidy match in, in yeah. the next couple of months, some weeks coming up. So yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be great. Um, yeah, just really, really. Fun. I mean, it was it was it was a young box match. It was chaotic. It, it was all the all the nonsense. It was a little bit overbooked. It, but you know, you know what you're getting yourself. That's into. what you want with yeah. the young box. Yeah, like Brandon Cutler's there with the with the cold spray. Like you, I mean, when when, when literally Brandon Cutler, Adam Cole, and Bobby Fish all come out next to the young box, you know there's gonna be shenanigans. Yeah, exactly. Um. And then we end up with the books hitting the melter driver on Rocky Romero. Oh. First time we, see, we haven't seen the melter driver. It was for a, a while. good way of doing it as well, though, because he had to, uh, Matt Jackson had to pick um, Rocky Romero up weird, like upside down. Yeah. And then you well, didn't no, even they, see Nick Jackson jump in. Well, they went for, they went for it, didn't they? And then he counted yeah. out of it. And then they sort of hit, they, they sort of got the upper hand again and just went straight back into it without any sort of build-up, which was really, like you say, he just got in like the uh, the tombstone, turned around, and Nick was just there. And he, like, was, he, he was just in the air when yeah. the camera was on him. I was <laughs> like, oh, shit. You could see like, him, like, spit into, like, the frame and, like, hit it, and I was like, okay. And it's the first time we've seen the most driver for a while. It's, there's been a lot of indie takers yeah. um, lately, but this is the first time they busted that out in a good while. Uh, and it was a really fun match, like, super fun books match. It's nice to see the books get a, 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 a felt like a pretty big win for them. And we were in the process of sort of building them back up after they lost to the Lucha Bros. And so yeah, they're just been... having little feuds, I think. Yeah. Obviously, it's sort of for Cole and Orange. Like, this feud is going, yeah. I'd like to assume. So, Bucks are basically there just to cover for time matches and stuff. That's in no way a bad thing, though. No. So, then post match, um, there's a beating up on um, the guys. I think Chuck gets a Panama Sunrise. Yeah. And then Yuta runs out to try and help. He gets super kicked the fuck. Cassidy runs in. He gets super kicked the fuck. Um, oh, Cassidy gets Cassidy gets to the Panama Sunrise. Sorry. Then they're about to hit him with a triple BT trigger. 
best friends music plays again, but there's no one else. Is it Chris Statlander who's coming out? No, no. <laughs> I mean, what, what my favorite commentary call of the night Tony Schiavone, as the white minivan appears, shouts, It's Sue, with the same, with the same enthusiasm he shouts, It's Sting. <laughs> Sue's uh, minivan arrives. Trent gets out. Look, he looks. I mean, you want to talk about people looking jacked? Yeah. Trent looks like the fucking Terminator when he gets out of the, he gets he out looks, of the car. He looks jacked. He shaved his head, which, to be fair, looks a lot better. He looks like honest. he looks like Nero, but just a bit further away. Yeah, he looks so much better now. Yeah, he looks like he doing. looks he looks like an ass kicker. Yeah, he's got. He gets. He, he still gets to kiss off Sue before he goes to the ring. Yeah, you've got you've got to get a kiss from your mum, obviously. Yeah, obviously, and then um, yeah, he runs in and just annihilates everybody, basically. Yeah, he, he, as he's running down the ramp, he just he's running like full pelt, and then all of a sudden he just drops his head and just spears the shit out of Brandon Cutler. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> oh, it's good to see Trent back. Yeah, it's it really great. is. He's been out for oof, six oh, eight I... months. Yeah, he's been there for a while. Like. Yeah, I mean, obviously he had spinal surgery. He had his neck fused, didn't he? Which was yeah, yeah. So hopefully, and the first thing he did is just spear someone. I'm like, full <laughs> pill, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was cool. Um, we get into the ring, we clear out the ring, we give the people what they want. We have a full, full best friends. Well, we don't. We have first we have uh, Rocky Wheeler. Chuck and Trent with a big hug and then it cuts to like the side of the stage where like Sue and Chris Statlander are just basically having a bit of a dance aren't they? Yeah. And then they dance. Sue doesn't know what to do so it's weird and she's just like yay I don't know what I'm doing but yay. (laughs) So then Sue and Chris Statlander get in the ring. We have the the actual full on. They do it again. Give the people what they want. Big old best friends hug. It's just lovely. It's just lovely to see. The crash zoom hug that Troy absolutely decide, despises being I, an editor. It's my favourite thing in pro wrestling. Oh, <laughs> it's so good just to have, see it again after so long. And it's and and then and then to cap it all off, the Rapongi Vice music comes on. Yeah, which goes <laughs> fucking hard. I forgot how much that music slaps. Jesus Christ! Oh, then, so now we've got. In chaos now, we've got best friends, like the actual proper best friends team of Trent and Chuck. We've got yeah. the actual be- tag team of Rapongi Vice in Rocky Romero and Trent. Yeah. You know, there's so many cool little combinations. And then we've got like Bobby Fish, Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, Bucks and Adam Cole, maybe Kyle O'Reilly. This this the, the possibilities in this in this feud now are endless. Yeah. Oh it's, it's gonna be great to start seeing best friends matches again. Yeah. And just Trent in the ring. He's so underrated. And have you noticed that they're calling him, they're actually calling him Trent Beretta a lot now as well on commentary? Uh, I didn't even click on, to be honest, there. Which yeah. obviously was, was his New Japan name. Yeah. I mean, so, if they're starting to do stuff with New Japan. I'm well, he was just it. Trent question mark, wasn't he, when he was in yeah. AEW? Uh, but now he's, he's he seems to be back to Trent Beretta, which is cool as well. That's fair. I yeah. wouldn't argue with it. So yeah, that was awesome. Um, I wonder if there's going to be a bit on um PTE where, where Chuck Taylor tries still trying to convince Rocky Romero that uh, Wheelie uses Trent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Even though Trent's also going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to go back. Remember when they were doing like mailbag Q and A's on BTE for a bit? And it was just all, so awkward <laughs> because they intentionally made it awkward. Yeah. Yeah. 
And we hope we get to that back. That'd be lovely. And then we had <laughs> we had a few little video bits. Um, Ruby Soho was backstage. Was interrupted by the Bunny and Penelope Ford. They basically yeah, said, "Oh yeah, yeah, we'll have a six women tag match." But you haven't got any friends, and then Ruby was like, "Oh, let's just do it now then." And she she hits them both, and then well, like, another of my favorite moments of the show, Nyla Rose just appears out of nowhere and shouts, "Surprise, bitch!" and punches yeah. Ruby in the face. Surprise, bitch! And just smacks her one. Oh, all right, okay. <laughs> Which was great, but then um, Anna Jay and Ty Conti come out with chairs to make the save, so obviously that's going to be a match for Rampage. Um. Again, and I, sorry, I, I watched um, I watched Brian Zane's review of the show, and this was his only down of the show was that there was a lot of people getting inter- interrupted in the middle of interviews in this. As, you know, yeah, and they literally back to back it here. So they have Ruby Soho getting interrupted. Now they have Sammy Guevara out, uh, and he gets interrupted. <laughs> wow! But Don't, he gets in- oh. he gets interrupted by Mister Cody Rhodes. Fucking Cody Rhodes, stay away from Sammy. But I don't the, want... I liked the, the, the things I liked about this. So this yeah. is this is more of Cody being really clever with how he does things. So he comes out and he's like, right, you've got an open challenge for Christmas Day. It's gonna and I like I like this idea. Like so Cody comes out and he's like, You're open challenge for Christmas Day, I'm gonna fight you. I like the idea that Cody's this like arbiter of the TNT title. Like at some point, if you're the TNT champion, eventually it comes back to Cody. Yeah. Like you've got to get through if if you want to have a long reign, you've got to beat Cody. Like yeah. He's, the, he's the guy. It's, it's almost like it's, it's almost like his belt. I mean, the commas. Yeah, that's if that's the storyline they're going with. I'm all for it, to be honest. And then he was like, "Yeah, well, you know, we'll have a great match from one good guy to another." It was a, a very oh, oh. that's a huge, huge And then and then as he, as he leaves, he goes to walk past Sammy down the heel tunnel, and then he's like, "No, wait!" And then turns around and goes back down the face tunnel. Fuck it, dirty heel, Cody Rhodes. He's, he's playing us all like a fucking fiddle, is what he's doing. Yeah. And he's. Do you, uh, he, do you remember he, that time we were questioning about his character and if he knew what he was doing? No, he knows yeah. what he's doing. Now he knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Cody knows what he's doing. It's, he, he's, he's got us all. He's got us all playing along. Right. He's a master. We, we, he's playing fucking 4D chess, mate, is what he's doing. Right. <laughs> we're playing checkers. Oh, gosh. Uh, and then yeah, they and then after that we had a little uh, interruption again, and a second interruption in the same interview. This time from Men of the Year who were up in the crowd, in the, like not even in the booth this time. They were in like the, the cheap seats at the very top. Uh, basically said, um, "How Ethan Page was like, how come I have to do all this? Like, I have to put this all on the line to get a title match where Cody just walks in and takes it whenever he wants." I mean, it's open challenges, mate. It's not like you earn a TNT title match, <laughs> is it? I don't. <laughs> And then they they basically said, "Oh yeah, Dan Lambert's coming back. He's not finished." Which oh is fine. yay! Hi. He I mean, was alright. So. I mean, what's his face uh, when Masvidal's fit? Presumably, he's going to be with him. Yeah, yeah, because he got injured, didn't he? But in the run up to his MMA match. Yeah. So I'm guessing he's still desperate for a bit of in ring action because he he seemed really into it, didn't he? That MMA match, the UFC fight he was meant to have would have been last night. Yeah, but he got. Did he injure himself training or something? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, to pull it. Um, so, yeah, yeah so, so I'm, I'm, excited, I'm excited to see that come back. And I, I, I'm still not done with um, the MMA guys. I think they've, they've got a bit more to offer. Now that Jericho... Do what, Jericho's not here. Quick. Uh, <laughs> we may actually win this rivalry. Let's go. <laughs> uh, then Scorpius guy makes a really good point. And he's like, Sammy, how come you're not like fighting anyone who's in the top five rankings? 
Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. Like, oh, yeah, fair play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So maybe he's got a point. Um, had a little thunderous Jake Cargill's uh, video package again. They're really building this up to be a. I, I think I think there's a there's something we're not expecting coming here in terms of from Jade in a, in a ring standpoint. I hope so. I need her a win tasty. So <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. What if she's just turned into like fucking Mr. Perfect in like the space of three she, months? Yeah, she was just like she's just ridiculously got better without us even realizing. Uh yeah, then we have uh Riho versus Jamie Hater, which means we get to be fair, two sets of banging banging music. Aye, yeah. I mean, Jimmy Hater's... Jimmy Hater's is the best music in wrestling, but Riho's music goes fucking hard as well. Um, Yeah, this was a good match. It did slightly go a bit long, and you felt it. I think it maybe sagged a little bit in the middle, but it was... I mean, if you like the idea of big, thick Jimmy Hater throwing Riho all over the place, then with news for you, this is exactly what you're going to get in a match like this. As I say, it did feel a bit in the middle of it, dragged on. Yeah, I feel like they gave Riho like two big comebacks when yeah. they probably could have just done the one, maybe. Um, but then I like the bit, I like the bit at the end when, uh, well, not the end, nearest the end, where Riho uh, Hater was just like, right, brainbuster, right, backbreaker, and just like all these like big fuck off power moves, just like chucking Riho. She's, she's obviously having the time of her life. She's like, what this this woman weighs about seventy five kilos. I can just six pounds or whatever she. I, is, I yeah. can pick her up like she's a. Case, case of beer and just throw it all, all right. over the place. Yep. Uh, Rio hits a Canadian Destroyer or like a Code Red, which is really nice. Uh, yeah. Double Stomp. Uh, double Stomp that um, Hater kicks out of. Yeah. Can we? That's normally Rio's finisher. Yeah. Fair play giving Hater the kick out on it. Uh, a nasty looking Crucifix bomb off the top rope. Yeah. That, that was to finish the match, was it not? Well, that was that, and then the double knee. Yeah, but yeah. that that crucifix bomb. I, I I think the double knee after that was irrelevant, to be honest. <laughs> that was that was that was elementary. Yeah, <laughs> that crucifix bomb was just horrible. Ugh, just landed horribly on her neck. Yeah. It was a bit near the start as well, where Rio went for a crossbody to the outside, and he just failed to catch her. Yeah. Failed to catch her, she hit off Hater, and then Hater just went, right, I'll pick you off the floor then. Yeah. Right, fine. And just throw you into the ring post. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it had its, it had its, like, its moments where it was less, but it did a bit, but I thought this was, for the most part, a really, really good match. Um, I, I, I Every time I see Jamie Hater, it feels like a, a nice treat, because she's, I think she's really pretty good. Um, I can say Riho. Riho must be a tricky one, because I imagine you have to work her a very different style than you would work anybody else because she literally weighs nothing and you can throw her to the moon. Yeah, but then if that's if she goes, just throw me about, then you're just going to go, okay, makes me look strong. Yeah. So, can't argue with it. All right. Um, so then, next up, we had another interview that gets interrupted. Bye. <laughs> so we've got Tony Schiavone upstage with the Varsity Blondes and Julia Hart. It's, it's, it's weird that like so this is a bit odd. So the Varsity Blondes had a match earlier in the night. Yeah. They won. But then Eddie Kingston had to do his interrupted post-match interview. So the Varsity Blondes couldn't do their interrupted post-match interview. So you bring them out later, back out <laughs> onto the stage. 
Uh, yeah. To do an interview and then they get interrupted again. So they're about to, they're about to be interviewed. Uh, I think it's because it's like they've got 21 wins this year and it's 2021. So they were talking about that. Uh-huh. Um, and the lights cut out. They come back. Malachi Black's in the middle of the ring and he sprays the black mist in Julia Hart's face. Julia Blackheart, am I right? <laughs> uh, she like <laughs> drops to her knees, screaming in like agony. Apparently, she put on Twitter that like her seven-year-old sister was like legitimately terrified that she'd been like seriously injured. Like she'd been just blinded by yeah. Apparently she, apparently, she rang her after the after the show like in tears. Wow, because she was like traumatized, which is incredible. Like more of that, please. And then she yeah. posted like she posted a picture of her sister on Twitter. Was like, this is my seven year old sister. You know, she's the sweetest girl ever, and you made her cry. You're a horrible person. And it was like, oh damn. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, um, Malachi Black, actual scoundrel. Um, really intrigued to see where this is all built because it's, it's it's clearly going somewhere. I'm really intrigued to see where all this because like like Pac, Dante, Julia. Cody, like, have all been missed now, and like, what's the what's the significance of this? What, what's it all sort of run into? Yeah, what does it do? Does it do anything? That's, or is it just like Tajiri spraying folk in the mist for the bands? But it's almost it's 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 almost too random to not be some sort of plan. If you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Dante, Dante was he never had a, a feud with Dante. He just turned up and sprayed him. Like Julia Hart, he just turned up and sprayed her. Like, why Julia? Why not? Why not Pillman? Why, Why not, not one of the boys? Yeah. Uh, you, there's got to be something going on here. So we'll see if this is... It's definitely running up to summit. So I'll... Uh, yeah, I'll give them the win for the doubt. And then we get on to our main event. Um, Brian Danielson comes out first. All right. And then it's your hometown boy. It's big, the big meat man. It's Johnny yeah. Hungy. That'll be why. Long, uh, Long, Island. Hometown Long boy, Island's yeah. own John Silver. And goddamn, he gets the big pop. Yeah. I mean, he's... He's a big strong boy, is he? So Yeah, he is. He's a big strong boy and he's uh he's over as motherfuck. Um and this match to be fair, um for the for a good good lick of it, it's pretty Danielson was putting Silver over a lot in this match. Like even at the very beginning. Like Silver was hitting his moves and getting on top and Danielson's like, Oh shit. Like I'm no I wasn't expecting this much yeah, fight. And it's funny as well, isn't it? Because one of Silver's things is like he does the yes kicks. Yeah. <laughs> he started them and the crowd done it well as well. That's yeah. what the weird thing was. A nice bit as well where Danielson went for a drop kick and Silver just caught him and hit him with a power bomb, which was lovely. Yeah. And then Daniel then I think I I like that um Silver put like a like a knee bar onto Brian. Yeah, and Brian was like trying to kick him in the face to like make him break it, and every time he kicked him, Silver just made a stupid face on. Yeah, he, he just literally stuck in his tongue or something and went there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Danielson broke it, got the bottom rope, jumped out. Silver did that running sort of cannonball he does off the apron onto him, which was nice. And then eventually, yeah, it's it sort of like it, it sort of showed in it, like the, the sort of the cream rose to the top, so to speak. Um, yeah, after after a good showing. Danielson sort of got back into and he, he got more into it as, as the match went on. He sort of got himself on top. Um, so after Silver hit a German suplex for a near fall, Brian got up, raked him in the eyes, smacked him about a bit, hit a fucking snug looking gox style power driver. Yeah, it was horrible. 
And then an unnecessary submission at the end. Well, the, the, way they, the, the way they sold it was like he was fucking done from the power driver. Yeah, he, he was literally done. And the <laughs> he, didn't, he, he, didn't, just, he didn't move after that power driver. The submission was just for the bants, basically, at the yeah, end. He put in like a, it was like a sort of rear naked choke almost. Yeah. But he, he didn't even pick him up. He just like, as he was lying on the floor, he just like slipped it in, like yeah. around him. <laughs> he didn't move him. He just like hit that. The referee immediately calls the bell. Uh, and yeah, that was, that was it. Johnny Hungy dies for our sins. Yeah. Uh, after the match, Brian Dennison grabs the mic and he's like, oh, well, I did it, you know. Evil Uno kicked his head in. Um, Paul Cabana, Paul Cabana kicked, kicked his, head his head in. Alan Angels tore his MCL. Ah, but I'm a man of my word and I haven't jo- kicked Johnny, Johnny Hungy. And then he paused and then, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've not kicked his head in. I did no. say I would. I'm a man of my word. So yeah. he went back and started kicking him in the face. Damn. And then uh, Adam Page rounds, and they actually has fight. Yeah. They, yeah. they actually come to blows, uh, which they've been forbidden from doing by Tony Khan's orders. But Page, seeing seeing his poor meat man being murdered <laughs> was too much for him to bear. It's poor little cowboy. It's just... Oh, and is... so yeah, pay, he's not even got the belt on him. He just runs out and starts battering yeah. on Batman, Brian Danielson. Danielson bails out, and it's, that's it. It's almost like they've made it like it's not about the belt for Hangman, to be honest. No, it's about proving that because the whole thing Brian's been saying is like, yeah, you're not on my level. You can't. Yeah, you, you could only beat Kenny. You couldn't beat me. Like yeah. you, you were. He's basically saying you, 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 you basically. You, you focused on Kenny, like, and you you worked out to beat him, and you, you eventually got to what you could, but you're not good enough to switch and beat me now. Yeah. Like, but I can, I can just beat anyone, is like Brian's, like, sort of thing. It's going to be weird next week because it could go 50 50. Oh, can you imagine if they put it on Daniels? So quickly. <laughs> it, it could happen as an issue here. <laughs> I don't think there's a great chance, but there's definitely a chance. Yeah. Like someone oh. said, someone said, like, because obviously AW have had all these long title reigns. Now, every now and then you need a short one to give the long ones meaning. Yeah. Not everyone has to have a. And I don't, I, I don't know if set people here, but I was kind of more into Hangman chasing the belt than Hangman having the belt. Yeah. Well, we don't really see Hangman anymore. No. He's, he's, he's too busy being champion now. But yeah. I guess. I mean, I'd like, I'd like him to have a few more. I think there's a few guys you can go against, which would be really nice. I'd like to see him go against like an Andrade or a Malachi Black or a Miro. Yeah. I, think. I mean, if MJF is beating Punk and getting this number one contendership, basically. Is MJF MJF Punk or is, I, th- I, th- I think Punk beats MJF. Uh, is, oh, I don't know. MJF, so, just, MJF just got his win. I think he can take an L here. You say he just got his win. Last the last big fight he had, he lost to Jericho. Who's this? MJF. Darby, the last fight you mate. That's Darby though. Darby, just... Darby's Darby, man. He's one of the most protected guys in the company. By association of Sting. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I still think I think Punk's got a little way to run. I think I think the the, the, the undefeated streak is how you turn Punk. You make him get paranoid yeah, about yeah. like wanting to stay undefeated. And so he just starts him. beating folk beforehand. Yeah, you have, you have him start doing heel shit. Yeah. All right, well, we'll very quickly talk, because you've not seen it, we'll very quickly talk about this week's Rampage, which um, 
I actually watched live because I woke up at a weird time. I went to bed at like nine, so I was fucked. We had a nightmare day in, in the brewery. And then I went to bed at like nine, woke up at half two. I was like, oh, well, I'll watch Rampage then because hook's on, any. So yeah. uh, Lucha Bros took on FTR. It was a great match. Um, it was honestly, when I say a great, when I say it was a great match, I don't mean, oh, no, it was a good TV match. No, I mean, this was a fucking five-star match. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be the judge of that with FTR in the ring. I mean, there was a moment where Phoenix went for a frog splash and Dax hit him as he came down, hit him with a tag title. And oh. it wasn't even the finish. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Fair. It was incredible. Dax hit a slingshot lager bomb on Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix was basically just like, right, I wasn't here next I wasn't here last week, so obviously two weeks worth of wrestling in 14 minutes. <laughs> Time to make up for it, aren't yeah. <laughs> uh, It was insane like uh, people are saying like oh this feud's dragged on a bit but if they're putting on max like this it can go on for fucking ever i don't care yeah i don't think lucha bros can have a bad rivalry to be honest with the matches that they pull out no um the triple uh, the six woman tag match was good ruby soho take on diana J versus nana is bunny Pappy ford look you even finicking away on a spoiler for you but yeah it was a really really fun match um everyone just got their shit in and the right team won but i'll not say who so you don't uh you don't get right. spoilers. Thanks, mate. Um then we had um and we will talk about promos, Alex. I'll let you discover them. We'll talk about it briefly at the start of next week's episode. But yeah. the reason we're here is because we need to talk, we need we need to talk about Hook. Hook. So Hook He's been sent. Hook debuts against Fuego del Sol. Um, which is a perfect opponent for him because Fuego makes him look like a million bucks. He bumps his ass off. It's great. Uh, Hook comes out to the Chairman's Intent by Action Bronson. Uh, Tony Schiavone has opened up the checkbook. Action Bronson's a massive wrestling fan, so presumably it wasn't the most difficult conversation. Yeah, yeah exactly. But yeah. still, like the, it, like the, the, the sort of the, the entrance turned on and like the, the little, it's got like a weird intro, like a little plinky plonky piano intro. And I was like, oh, is, is Mikey Ruckus doing like an Action Bronson thing here? And then the actual song came in. I was like, oh no, it, they actually got... It is actually... <laughs> fair. That's fair. Uh, Hook looked really good. Basically, it's a long and short of it. He um, he hit some, he hit an exploded suplex. He hit um, all Taz things. Basically. Yeah, he, he did. He did Taz stuff. Um, we'll do Taz things for money. He hit um, the he hit a couple of really nice clotheslines. Uh, then for the finish, he sort of like grabs Fuego like by the holes in his mask and just like rip like pulls him up like really slowly. Oh. Which is really cool, and then he locks in um, basically the Taz mission, which they now call Red Rum, which is murder spell backwards. Ah, there you go. Uh, I like it. Fair. And also, you know, he's from Red Hook. He's called Hook Red Rum. Uh, I like yeah. it. I like it. But it looked. He looked. He, I mean, he. You've seen Hook. He's fucking cut. Yeah. He, he's got the weird anime hair. He he's got he's got like real swag like the whole time like he was getting introduced he, he was like showing his back to Fuego and just like posing for the for the cameras which is really cool. Um, he I mean I don't want to I don't want to overwrite the button because the internet's doing plenty of that for us. Like there's Hulk Mania is running wild brother, but he looked incredible for someone who just had his first match in on TV. Yeah, he knew exactly where the cameras were. He didn't like fuck up or anything like that. All right, he didn't do it. He did he, obviously the match was probably very rehearsed, but. He did everything he needed to do. It looked all his moves looked incredible. They looked they looked crisp. They looked safe and they looked effective. Yeah, which is not, not a combination you always get with someone who's new to wrestling. In their first match, yeah, yeah. And yeah. apparently, um, Fightful had a report that apparently up until like a, a year or two ago, 
he wasn't even like sold on becoming a wrestler. Oh, right, okay. He wasn't even like considering it as a career path. It just went. I think it was when Taz got back to AW, then he got the chance to. So he actually trained at um, a, a school called Creator Pro, which is run by Brian Myers. Right, okay. Right. Hawkins. Yeah. Uh, so he trained there, and he also trained with QT Marshall as well at AW in the okay. fight in the Nightmare Factory. Yeah. So and QT Marshall again, you know, we can see you want about him, you know, stinking up when he's on TV. Yeah. But fuck me, is he a good guy to have backstage? Yeah. He's the guy in charge of most things backstage, isn't he? Yeah. Really. So yeah, that, that, this, this was it was great. It was really, really. I mean, and it and it was sort of it was sort of helped by obviously the memes and like the sort of the crowd like yeah. enthusiasm for him as well. Everyone was everyone was like fucking hype for him. And even when he won, he goes like, and then Taz Taz got the call his, his first match as well, which was awesome. Who is Taz and commentary? Taz was fine. He was, I mean, he was selling them, but he wasn't like mm. he wasn't like going he wasn't going over the top or anything like that. That's my boy. But then he uh, won. He won, and he just sort of like turned around, put his hands up, and then just walked out. There was no big pose, and he was just like, "Yeah, whatever." Uh, which is, yeah, he's, he's got he's, expected. Yeah. He's got like real swag, which is which is quite nice. I'm really excited to see where um, where they go with him. Someone I saw someone on the internet was like, "Put him in a tag team with Hobbs," and I was like, "Yes, yes, please yes. do that." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you make them like a proper teaming going like up the rankings, then sure, yeah. And the final match again, which we talked about, didn't we? The the sort of um, the variations we can have in the best friends feud with uh, well, it's, it's kind of the chaos and the super click feud now, isn't it? More than anything, yeah. Um, so we had Adam Cole accompanied by the young books and Bobby Fish versus Mila Utah. This was just, yeah, real good fun, yeah. Uh, uh it was kind of weird though because it, it almost felt like the hook match overshadowed it, which sounds crazy because. So you, would you have wanted to hook on last then? I probably would have said send hook last, yeah, because it, it was the big track. For me, the reason I, when I woke up at half two, the reason I said, oh, I'll stay up and watch Rampage was because I knew Hook was going to make his debut and I wanted to see what he was about. Yeah. I didn't even yeah. know, I didn't even know Cole the Wheeler was on the show until the show started. Oh, there you okay. <laughs> That's well, and, and In fairness, at this point, I hadn't seen Dynamite. I watched Dynamite yesterday. All right, okay. So, because this whole back end of this week's been a fucking yeah clusterfuck. Um, yeah, but um, but yeah. So for me, the big draw was Hook just making his debut, and that's that was my favorite part. Anyway, um, we're going to go back to the past because we didn't do any highs and lows with Dynamite. So we'll put Rampage to one side. You've got all that to look forward to. We'll talk about it. Very, we'll get your opinion on it next week. We'll talk about it very briefly. Yeah, I'll judge it next week. Um. So yeah, give me your highs and lows of Dynamite then. Uh, my high has got to be the Bucks versus Chaos match. I really enjoyed the match. So it's typical Young Bucks match. Yeah, it's, I mean, bell to bell, it was probably the yeah. best match on the show. Yeah, um, a low. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anything bad, bad happened. Cody being the next contender. Fuck you, Cody. Cody's RIP nep- Sammy's TNT title ring. <laughs> Cody, co- <laughs> Cody coming for his. <laughs> right, okay. Um, oh. oh, man. I'm going to give it. I'm so torn between the last two matches. I liked all the matches. I mean, fuck it. I like both the tag matches. I like both the singles matches. The Diamond Battle Royal was fun shit. 
Punk Punk being a prick was funny. Um, oh, fuck it, I'll give it just because just because of the collectively banging music, giving it the edge. I'll give it to Rio versus Jamie Hater because yeah. I just want more of big, thick Jamie Hater slamming small women into everything. It was hilarious. It was just so much fun to watch. Uh, that was great. Uh, oh, I have to give a low. No, I'm not giving a low. I'm not giving a low this week. Oh, all right, I see how it is. Getting paid by TK, yeah. There was no, there was no weird right. Jericho shit for me to get <laughs> no, to, to find a bit odd. Maybe face out JF can't hurt you. Always remember that. I mean, even like the weirdness of Dante, like unjoining Team Taz. I feel like it's obviously it's going somewhere, so it's it, it it doesn't upset me. Yeah, there's still something happening there, so it's fine. Because Team Taz are like not they're like kayfabe dumb enough to not see that coming. Yeah. So I'm even down with that. I mean, the real up this week is Hook. Um, it's all Good. Hook. Uh, right, we do have some Hook-based questions for Zoltan to answer. Oh, gosh. God, fuck me, there's a lot of... There's a lot of for a man that's not seen Hook, then, oh, gosh. There's a lot of activity in the Discord. I don't know how many of them are actually questions. A lot of it's just Hook discourse. Uh, if you do want to ask some questions on the podcast, by the way, please do join our Discord at Untitled Wrestling Pod. Untitled Wrestling Pod? Untitled Dress Pod, all one word. Yeah, all, all one word. Untitled Rest Pod on Discord. Uh, we've got a big community there where you can hang out, chat some shit with us, and you can also ask us questions on any of the podcasts for the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Or you can Universe. see if I make it to game at night on a Saturday after being on a bender all day. Yeah. Spoiler, it's... I did not make it. <laughs> the, 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 odds, the odds get longer the closer we get to Christmas every year. <laughs> Back to January, it'll be three hours a week. Um, yeah. Saturday night. So, first of all, um, young Jay. Jay? Jay? Is it Jay? Do we know Jay? Uh, it sounds like a blur. Uh, he basically said, Hook the Thrones, Hangman when? Hook the Thrones hangman. Is that what he said? Fuck yeah. off. Get in um, the although I would honestly, so I, I was I was joking about this, I could put one on go. I would honestly have Hook be the guy who beats Punk. Hook is the guy that beats Punk. That's what you're going for. Yep. Do it at Arthur Ashe in like six months' time. Or at Madison Square Garden. Somewhere in New York. Fucking hell. Right, okay. Jesus Christ. Um <laughs> our, our lovely friend Joe from Dammit Vince podcast and Home of Greatness who, who, who covered good. us on our news podcast he did uh, nice occasional, occasional collaborator yeah said if Hook was a Disney princess which one would he be <laughs> what the fuck are these questions uh, I would say either Moana or Mulan because he is rock hard yeah. I'm can't all I can think of is people like Cinderella and stuff, and he's nothing like them. So. Or if you paired him with Hobbs, you could do he could be Bell and he could be like a Beauty and the Beast vibe, you know. Beauty and the Beast, yeah. There you go. Sorry, let's go. <laughs> uh, Troy, like actual boomer, Troy Grant <laughs> says, "Why is everyone blowing smoke up Hook's ass? It's because he's awesome." Oh, because it's not about NXT UK. Oh. Well, no, I think he said it's generally a question. Uh, he just doesn't know. And I said, it, I, I think it's because like he was hyped up, but then he was actually good. So it's it's kind of yeah. nice when it's kind of nice when like something that people are trying to will into existence actually turns out to be what you want it to be. All the hype was worth it. Yeah, a lot of hook disco, a lot of, a lot of hook talk. Have you got any other actual questions? He says, yeah, he's pretty young, right? Yes, he is twenty-two. Yeah. It's always scary when there's someone younger than me. I don't like it. Yeah. 
Um, and should we go anything else? I think a lot of it's just. Is this you scrolling through the whole thing? Yeah, there's How a lot of there's a, there's, there's a, there's a lot of chat. Mailbag. Fucking hell. I think that's it for the questions. Um, a lot Today. of people, a lot of people, look, it's just hook memes. Just it's hook just, talk. Just, a lot of hook talk. Even CM Punk was like um, piping him up. Fair. Yeah, so there we go. Hook versus CM Punk. Revolution. Book it. Tony Khan, you coward. Hook wins clean. Do it. Do it. Just one punch on. That's do the, it. Do, do the double turn. Is he a boxer man with his old gear? And is that what he wears? He had like we had like boxing shorts on with like his name on the front, like yeah. his book on the front. But that was it. He had like he was just dressed normal. Apart from that, pretty much. Was his match? Was his style actual boxing or was it actual just? Normal no, he, he did a bit of everything. He did a bit of striking. Yeah. Um, yeah, did a bit. Did a bit of suplexing. He was basically just what if Taz but attractive. <laughs> Fair. Fair. <laughs> Uh, right, I think that's going to wrap us up then for today. Um, we'll be back with more top hook news, same time, same place, next week. Uh, Aaron will have witnessed the glory for himself. Um, if, just, if, if for whatever reason you find that Aaron is not on next week's podcast, it is because he did not enjoy the whole match and we have kicked him off the <laughs> I, I, I refuse to be on the podcast. After no, no, we'll just ban you if you don't. Oh, like is it. that what it is? Yeah, no pressure, like no pressure, okay. but you know, just don't worry about it. I've um, got like kicked, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we stand hook on this podcast, mate. <laughs> Fair. So, yeah, everybody, um, as we hurtle towards Christmas next week we have winter is coming so we have a lot to talk about next week so no no drinks this week I mean, I need your fritz of daisy uh, for in-depth hook discos I've uh, not even got a joke for the end of the show I've, I'm just I've got don't worry I, I can fill in I've, I've had one in the back pocket for a while right okay right okay okay so you're going to have to say the bye goodbye I'll say bye I'll say bye yeah oh bye are we, are we doing it now fucking hell mate <laughs> <laughs> what? I, oh, I all the shit, right? I, no, no, don't do. We don't do that. Just say, just oh. say, just just say a line and then say goodbye. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Aaron. That's tasty. See you later. Bye. Why is Adam Cole the best at organizing virtual meetings? I don't know. Why because he's you? all about the Zoom. Oh, oh. <laughs> See, anyone could do it, mate. <laughs> Hello, yes, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. <laughs>